to Life Lessons. We're Jen and Sherry. I'm Jen Stevens, a retired teacher of 28 years and the author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've worked in healthcare for over 26 years, and I've been an active volunteer for many organizations. We're both wives and moms, and let's face it, we're the glue that holds it all together in our homes. In our careers, we have always been problem solvers who help others. And that's what we'll be doing here, answering questions you didn't know you had, one smart solution at a time. We're always looking for ways to make our lives easier, help us be more productive, or improve our health and wellness. So let's live our best lives one day at a time and let's have some fun along the way. Hi, everybody. We are so glad you are here. Welcome to episode eight of the Life Lessons podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? I am freezing, Jen. Yeah, me too. It's cold. Welcome to winter. And I always feel bad when I complain because you live in Alabama and I live in Georgia. And so we're down here, you know, complaining about the cold and people who live in places that it's really, really, really cold. They're probably like, shut it. Well, I think it's really, really, really (laughs) cold here. I I saw my windshield this morning. So I pulled into work last night and it's a good night when I get street parking because it's free. Mm hmm. And if I pull up and there's no street parking, it's $8 to park in the garage. And I was like, yay, street parking. And then I walked out this morning and there was like ice all over my windshield. And I was like, that is the price I pay for being cheap. Yeah. Well, you know, I would do that to save $8 too. <laughs> I am four hours from the Gulf of Mexico. I should not have ice on my windshield. It's true. Well, I'm sitting here wearing my my big, warm, toasty Uggs. And I will just wear Uggs for the rest of my life because they're so comfy. I hope they never go out of style. Yeah, Jen and I decided we're not going to let them go out of style. That's true. It's true. You know, I figure as long as I can get a pair, I'm going to keep wearing them. The ones I'm wearing today, I've actually had since 2015. So it's like they're going on year six of the same pair. And I actually went to go buy a new pair because I dropped some, like I was cooking in them the other night, and I dropped a greasy spatula on, the, on my toe while I was cooking. So I had a big grease spot right on the toe. You know how suede is? Yes. It absorbs the grease. And I'm like, all right, these look terrible. It's time to go get a new pair. So I went to, we have them at Dillard's. That They have the big selection of Uggs. And to get a new pair like the ones I had, we're going to be like $230. So I was like, no, I just can't. <laughs> so the guy who worked there was like, all right, my granddaughter has a pair. Let me tell you what we do. So he talked me through how to clean them using just dish soap. And I scrubbed them, scrubbed them, scrubbed them. I got the greasy spot out. And now they look great again. Oh, just yeah. soap, huh? Like a dish soap to get the greasy spot out. He also sold me one of the Uggs cleaning and conditioning kits. But it was like a tenth of the price of getting a whole new pair. Right. So I clean them with the dish soap to get the grease out. And then I, yeah, I wet them all over and scrubbed them with the stuff that it has this little brush in there. And so I'm like, all right, I'm good to go. Well, here's a little hack if you ever have a grease stain on something. Uh-huh. Put cornstarch on it. Oh, it draws out the grease. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is a good hack. Yep. I like it. Well, anyway, I was so glad because, you know, when you've had Uggs, they conform to your feet and then they feel mm. so cozy. Yes. So, you know, 10 years from now, maybe they'll be out of style and I'll still be wearing this pair from 2015. I don't know. <laughs> Well, and I replaced my black ones with another brand that I actually think it's an Uggs company, like it's a subsidiary. Is it called Kookaburra? Yes. Yep, that's also Uggs. They're not Mm. the same. Are they not? Yeah, I was trying to read the difference because they're they're cheaper. They're not as comfortable. Right. 
Like they haven't ever molded to my feet. Yeah. There is some kind of difference. I couldn't figure yeah. out what it was, but the, I th- they're cheaper. They're not quite mm-hmm. the same. I mean, these look so good for being five years old. Yeah. I tried to be thrifty, but now I still just want a new pair of Uggs. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so today's good news segment comes from Sanger, Texas. It's a city north of Dallas. And I saw this the other day and I just love this story. Linda Tut High School, they launched a grocery store in November that students can go to shop at to purchase household necessities, including toilet paper, meat, and basic food items. So the students pay for their purchases by earning points from good deeds. They can earn points from outstanding performance at school. And then each family actually gets like a set number of points that is assigned based off like their family size. So what they say is that 40% of the students in their school district are economically disadvantaged, and 4% of them are considered homeless. So the principal of this high school wanted to make sure the families had food on their table. So she partnered with a ministry, Texas Health Resources, and Albertson's Grocery Store to stock and open the school store. I love that. Yeah. You know, because... They're paying for it, so it feels, you know, they've got the points, they're working to earn the points, so it feels like they've earned it. It doesn't right. feel like, oh, I'm just getting this free food, which can feel embarrassing. Um, I don't know, I've never shared this publicly, but when I was um, a teenager, my mother got divorced, and she was a dance teacher, and we were having really rough times financially, and I got free lunch at school, and I felt so like I didn't want anybody to know, you know? It was, it was one of those things, and... And here you're earning it. So it doesn't feel like you're getting a free lunch. Well, and I think there's probably a big sense of pride, too, when the kids are able to feel like they're contributing right. to their household. To the family. They're yeah. earning it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the school is run uh, by other students uh, of the school. They help stock, uh, manage the inventory, just as if it was a real grocery store. And um, they actually, you know, go in and help the students find what they need. And um, it's open like Monday through Wednesday. And the families of the entire school district can go shop there. I love that. That was, yeah, amazing. That's such a good news story. So, you know, this is a model that other communities could certainly replicate, you know, with something like this. So everybody listening, you think this is a great idea? See if you can get something started in your own community like that. Linda Tut High School, that's the name of it. Awesome. Well, listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Tell us an amazing story or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. So before we get to the life lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And, you know, we haven't shared the life lesson for today. It's Kitchen Hacks, which I'm really excited about. I think this is one that we'll enjoy giving and everyone will enjoy hearing because we're all, you know, in the kitchen (laughs) during the day. But it, it made sense that I would talk about one of the products I'm loving from Pampered Chef. And I have to tell you, Sherry's the one who got me back into Pampered Chef. She found found them and said, you got to try some of these things. So one thing about me is I have a lot of things I've accumulated over time in my kitchen. Same with you, Sherry. 
Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. So I've been paring down the unnecessary items whenever I can. You know, just over a year ago, gosh, a year and a half now, I moved and I got rid of some things then. But even even now, you know, I'm still finding things that I'm, I'm not using. So I want things that can do double duty and, you know, kind of earn their space in my cabinets or pantry. So I recently got rid of my big and bulky crock pot and replaced it with some something from Pampered Chef, the Rock Crock Dutch Oven, and the Slow Cooker Stand. And Sherry actually told me about the Rock Crock. Uh, the Dutch Oven is four quarts, and it's made of a clay that is heat-proof up to 725 degrees, meaning it's safe for the stovetop, the broiler, the oven, the microwave, even the grill. And it can go from the fridge directly to the heat with no problems. You know, we've all had those pans that you put on the heat and then they cracked. This one shouldn't do that. Um, It's also dishwasher safe. They also have an everyday pan that is two and a half quarts if you need a smaller size. But what I love about it is both the Dutch oven and the everyday pan work interchangeably with the slow cooker stand. So um, if you're going to, you know, do something on the slow cooker Often we start on the stove and we sear, but then you have to transfer it into the slow cooker. Well, with the rock crock, you can do, you know, start with that Dutch oven right on the stovetop, sear your meat, then put it in the stand, and you're only using one pan. So go to jenstevens.com slash pamperedchef to find out more, and every purchase helps support the work we're doing. Do you have that slow cooker stand, Sherry? So I have the rock crock, but I do not yet have the slow cooker stand. It's on my wish list because like you, I like have a slow cooker. And I, I have, just got rid of it. I have I my like... deluxe quick cooker. And then I had my, my uh, rock crock and I was making chili in it the other day. And, you know, you start like I always start by like dicing up my onions and browning them and browning my meat. And then I was like, well, now I have to move it to another pot right. to finish cooking it. Because I like my chili to simmer all day. And I so that was like, yeah, I need to just get rid of my crock pot and, and get the rock crock stand. Well, here's something that I have learned, you know, the more I've learned about cooking, that, that caramelization that's happening in the pan, I can't remember what it's called. Fund or something fung. I don't know if it's not fung, but it starts with an F. I'm sorry. It's some kind of a um, cooking term, but... It's actually that caramelization process and the browning process adds so much flavor. Right. So that's why you, you know, deglaze, deglaze. the pan. Yes. So, so that you're keeping those flavors in the, the dish. So if you start in a different pan and then transfer it over, you lose some of that. Right. So, you know, I'm all about keeping it easy. I agree. And less dishes. Absolutely. And more space in the kitchen because I don't want to have to move 100 things out of the way. So... Yeah. yeah, I went right to my local Goodwill and took them my still fabulous crock pot. Somebody's going to be excited to have that. But Well, anyway. let's talk about some other kitchen hacks. Love it. So we thought it'd be fun to each talk about our top five kitchen hacks, and then we will share some hacks for members of our community. All right. I can't so, wait to hear your top five. Number five. Add a large s'mores-sized marshmallow to your brown sugar and even your white sugar if you live in a humid environment, and it keeps it from sticking and clumping. And same sort of topic, if you have a salt cellar, I don't know, is that what you call yours, Jen? A salt box? Yeah, I, like I have one of those by my stove. It's uh-huh. one of those, and you, it's, you take the lid off and you just right. take salt. Yep. So I have one next to my stove as well for cooking. 
And it's humid down here. And sometimes you open it up and your salt's all clumped together. So, you know, when you like get a pill bottle and there'll be the little package. Like a the, desiccation yes. kind of a thing. Yes. I was trying to remove moisture. Yeah. yeah. So I just put it in my salt box with my salt and my salt clump never clumps anymore. That's fabulous. You know, I didn't realize how much humidity made a difference till I got the, you know, the beach condo and I had a regular salt shaker at the beach condo and I went back and it was like a solid block of salt in the salt shaker. I'm like, oops. Also dish detergent, the powdered dish detergent turned into a solid Solid. block. Yep. So it really is different. So I'm like, all right, we're going to have to use a, a salt grinder at the beach instead. And I had to get those little pouches of dish detergent instead of the powder. The powder. Yeah, the powder is a no. <laughs> it really is so humid there. I wonder if you could put a marshmallow in your dish detergent. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a, I don't know. Then the, maybe the roaches would like that. I don't know. That's true. Don't <laughs> do that. I'm not sure. I don't, don't do that. So. <laughs> All right. My number five really probably should be higher, but I have a hot and cold water dispenser in my kitchen. It's one of those big jugs that you might have in an office, and I have it at home. And um, I actually have two of them at home, one in my master bathroom, which sounds weird, but I love to have cold water and hot water right there in the bathroom. But I also have one right off my kitchen. We really keep it actually in the garage because I didn't have room to put it in the actual kitchen, but the door is right there. So I just have it right there. And if I need hot water for a recipe, for example, like if I have a bouillon cube and I need to put it in hot water, I just get the hot water out of the instant hot and it dissolves so quickly. You know, I don't have to heat it or run it through the the faucet of my sink. It makes such a difference. I have have that that as well and I love it. You've got one of those jugs. Yes. Yeah. At my other house, we redid our kitchen and I put in one of those insincorator hots by the sink. You know, uh-huh. but that's a big process because they have to, you know, that that's great when you're installing a kitchen. But we came to a house that had an already great kitchen and it was going to cost a lot of money to have somebody come in and drill a hole and install all that. So I'm like, I'm just going to get this big jug one. But I there's so many times that I need hot water, but just a little bit. Yes. And I love it. And if you want, you know, to drink cold water or if you're drinking hot water like I do in the winter. <laughs> like I am right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hot water. If y'all My haven't tried MT. it, try it. It's surprisingly soothing. I guess that could be a hack all on its own. It drinking is. Drinking hot water in a mug. I always say it's like a hug for your stomach. I think so, too. So my number four, and when I learned this, it blew my mind. I love poached eggs. Me, too. You take a muffin tin. And I don't know about you. I have a six muffin tin. I only have a 12. Okay. Well, I have a six and a 12. So however many number of poached eggs you want, you put a tablespoon of water in the well, and then you just crack your egg in it. And if you don't want, if you don't need to use all of your little wells, just add water to it. And then you bake it for at 350 degrees for 10 to 13 minutes, depending on how hard you want your egg cooked. Ooh, that's a great tip because I have tried to make poached eggs and it ends up looking like some kind of disaster zone. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not good at the technique of putting it in the water. Yeah. Well, and I feel like, especially when you cook for a family, like I do breakfast for dinner a lot. So I need like multiple eggs cooked and ready to eat at the same time. It's no fun. Like here's your eggs and here's your eggs. So this is great because you can make a whole batch at the same time. I love it. That's a great tip. All right. My number four is keeping butter on the countertop 
instead of in the refrigerator. And this just blew my mind because, you know, we all want to spread our butter like maybe on your bread. You don't want it to be ice cold from the fridge or if you're going to make toast. But, you know, coming out of the fridge, hard, rock hard butter is no fun. So I first had one of those little crocs. Have you seen those, the little butter bells? The butter bells, I had one. I had one of those and that worked really well, but it was messy because it had the water in there. So then somebody told me, they're like, you know, you can just keep your butter on on the counter, even in the, you know, in the hot south of Georgia, it's fine. So I did some research and found out that's true. It actually is okay. It stays fresh, even in the summer here in Georgia. So I have right by my kitchen stove, I have a, a like a canister, like a, I don't know, a little crocky kind of a thing that I keep the butter in. But it's not like a butter bell. You don't have to have water in there, and it stays fine. And then I keep butter in a butter dish on my table. And I haven't had it go bad yet, and we use plenty of butter. But <laughs> that's it great. Works, yeah, it works really, really well. So keep your butter on the counter. And I actually remember when I discovered this, I posted in the Facebook group, not this one because it was years ago, but in I think my delayed on tonight group and said, who keeps their butter on the counter? And people were like, yep, we always have since I was a child. So it kind of blew my mind. Yeah, I thought the butter bell, I thought there was something about the water, like it made a vacuum that somehow kept that's, it yep, fresh. That's what they say. But, but I was always making a mess with it. Yeah, it was very messy. And it then I would messy. forget to change the water. Mm-hmm. So I'm not good with things you have to keep up with. That's why I don't do <laughs> sourdough starters. Oh, somebody sent me some sourdough starter and I feel so bad I killed it. Yeah, I tried. I probably would too. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do keep my dogs alive, but that's good. Yeah, you know they remind you when they that's true haven't been fed. <laughs> Sourdough starter just sits there and doesn't remind you. <laughs> so my number three, this is like my total kitchen life hack here. Always keep your pantry stocked with beans and salsa, because in a pinch you can make anything really with beans and salsa. That's true. Braise whatever meat you have handy, shred it up, dice it up, whatever, mix it with the beans. And you can quickly make burrito bowls. If you have some rice, you can turn it into chili really easily or even burritos. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great tip. All right. My number three is along the same lines. And it's Do you go to Costco? Y'all don't have a Costco, do you? Unfortunately, no. Well, our Costco has, you know, you can go get fresh rotisserie chicken, but after the rotisserie chicken sits for a while, they they package it up and they put it in these little vacuum-sealed rotisserie chicken meat packages that are all the white meat that are all cooked right in there, and they're in these big, huge packages of rotisserie chicken white meat. Did you say it was shredded? It's like it's pulled off the, yes. So it's in little pieces. It's not like just like the giant breasts, but they pull it off and you can go buy it. And I would go buy it and then I would cut it. And I think I would cut each package into four pieces, like four sections and freeze each one individually. So if I needed for a recipe, if I needed some chicken real quick, I could just pull out one of those, you know, make a chicken chili or put it in a chicken pot pie or something like that. And it stayed fresh in the freezer for a long time. And I didn't have to, you know, make make the chicken myself. And it was very tender and moist. You know how great rotisserie chicken is. But that was such a great way to always know that I had chicken I could pull out and use in a hurry. You just stole my thunder. Uh-oh. Why? <laughs> Well, because my number one hack 
is to make giant well, batches of Well, you haven't said number two hack yet. Well, I'm just oh. going to jump to one. I'll okay. go back to two. Okay. <laughs> so I do the same thing, but because I don't have a Costco. Yeah. Uh, like I'll make a big roast or chick, uh, you know, do a bunch of um, chicken breasts like in my pressure cooker or like a pork shoulder or whatever and just season it kind of generically with just like some garlic powder, a little onion powder, maybe salt, pepper, and then shred it all up. And like, if I'm going to use it, like, say, I know I'm going to have, you know, whatever chicken chili. So I'll use whatever the chicken I need that week. But then I go ahead and I portion it out in like one pound packages and freeze it. And um, I actually double bag it because to defrost it, then I always just throw it in like hot water really quick to kind of start to defrost it. And then I can just throw it in my Instant Pot or my quick cooker to um, make just another quick dinner later. It's just like, choop, throw it yep. in there, add whatever, and you've got dinner in 20 minutes. I do the same thing with spaghetti sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, make big old batches of spaghetti sauce, freeze them, chili, whatever. So that's a lot of times I work and then you know, I come home and I don't want to cook that night. So I go to the freezer. I'm like, what did I make two months ago that I can pull out tonight? And so, yep, that's my that's my time-saving hack. I do the same thing with other meats as well. The thing that was super easy about the, the Costco rotisserie chicken is that I didn't have to cook it. That, <laughs> it was already, like, perfectly cooked when I pop it in the freezer. But I do the same with meat. Like, if I'll have something from, you know, butcher box and I'll have, like, a, some ground beef and maybe I want to use only half of it in a recipe. You know, my husband doesn't like a ton of meat at at a time. So I might, you know, cook up a pound of ground beef, but we only need half of it. And so then I'll freeze the other half. And I'm so glad that I could just pull it out. Such a time saver. All right. So my number two is the Paprika app. Have you ever used the Paprika app, Sherry? Yes, I love it. It's so good. And I haven't used it so much lately because of my number one that I'm going to talk about. But before (laughs) number one, When I was really still doing meal planning and trying to figure out what we were going to eat, a friend told me about the Paprika app. This was probably back in 2013 or 2014. I've had it since then. And what I love about the Paprika app is that it also works with websites. Like if you love to go get your recipes, you know, from Food Network or wherever you like to get your recipes, you it it like you search for them from within the Paprika app, but you're using the regular internet. So you can go to these other websites, and then you click on a little button, and it pulls the whole recipe into your Paprika app. You don't have to put it in yourself. And then you can you can edit it, you know, if you want to do something differently with it. That's, you know, it saves all that for you. But what's amazing is the way it makes your shopping list. It makes a shopping list from the recipe. So instead of having to type it in or do any of that, you just go click. Here's the recipe I want. It automatically downloads it to your app and saves it for you. And then you click on going to the grocery store, and then it gives you a list where you can check it off. And you can add extra things on there as well. So if y'all don't have the Paprika app, try it. And one of my favorite things about that app over some of the other, I know there's other like recipe organizing apps, but I love that you can edit the recipe. Right. Because like my favorite chili recipe came up a website, but then every time I made it, I would like tweak it a little bit. And so every time I would do that, I would go in there and edit it in the Paprika app. And now I have it like the way my family likes it. And so it still gives me the link to the original recipe, but I have it my way in the app. Yep. That's a good feature. Okay. So I'm going to skip back to number two. Keep your flour tortillas in the freezer to stay fresh. I do that too. 
Yeah, because like it's just two of us. We can't eat 20 flour tortillas before they get all dried out. So we take out what we like, put the rest of the bag in the freezer. I actually package them up when I get them. Like Chad will get a whole big thing of them, and I wrap them in little packets of like four. Oh, that's a better idea. Yep. I take, I put them in little stacks of four, put them in saran wrap, and then put them in a, a big gallon Ziploc bag. And so I pull them out. Because here's a little secret about us. We don't really like corn tortillas. Like, I, we like fried corn tortillas, but we don't like, you know, when soft. You, the soft corn tortillas. Chad really doesn't like them. He likes the flour tortillas. So when I talk about... Hack number one, sometimes you get corn tortillas, and no, no one in my family wants to eat them. So I'll just, you know, do something else with those. And um, <clears throat> cough, cough, I throw them away. Sorry. <laughs> it's a little wasteful. <laughs> I hate to admit it. But, you know. <laughs> but I pull out my flour tortillas, and, and we use those, and everybody's happier. All right. You ready for number one? I'm ready for number and one. And Sherry knows what number one is. And yeah, I'm actually mad at Jen because <laughs> she made the list first. And then I couldn't use it. Well, we could be our tie for number one. How's that? <laughs> this is a tie. We both agree this is number one. It's meal delivery companies. And people really sometimes don't understand these. You know, because I like to share my dinner. I've been using meal delivery companies since 2016. You know, we've all heard of heard of them. Plated was one that I loved so much. Then they went out of business for the meal delivery. But that's just an example of one. People sometimes will see me sharing my dinner and they're like, well, I couldn't use those because I like to cook. Or why don't you ever cook? And I'm like, you don't understand. This is cooking. These meal delivery companies are just, they're cooking from scratch. It's just they send you the ingredients in just the right portion. Yes. So not only are they helping you meal plan, they're actually doing your shopping for you as That's well. That's the best part. It's exactly the same way you would buy it at the grocery store, just in a tiny little pouch. Like last night I made something and it came with just the right amount of seasoning in this little tiny pouch. And so I didn't have to waste money buying a big thing of seasoning and it was everything there. And I also try things I would not have tried. They've really expanded right. my horizons so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like I used to try to make you know, meal plan on my own. And I'd pull this recipe and pull that recipe in. And I feel like to make something, every time you'd make something new, I'd be like, oh, I have to go buy six new spices. And, you know, I need, I need capers that I'm never going to use exactly. again. Exactly. That's and, exactly and, what and happens. And then I throw away three fourths of a jar of capers. It ends up being very wasteful. You know, some people worry about the meal delivery companies and they are like, you know, they don't like the quote waste with the packaging. That, that's something we hear people worry about. But really, they've done some studies on it. And there's a smaller carbon footprint with these than when you're actually going to the grocery store because you don't see all the waste that goes on behind the scenes at the grocery store. Right. It feels like you're not wasting, although when you're throwing away old food that you didn't get to, you know that's wasteful. But well, and I love too, like, like maybe we order one that's like burgers one week. So we get enough buns for our burgers. Where if I went to the store and I had to buy eight buns, right. we would never eat the rest of the buns. I would throw them away. Yeah. So, Even if you try to save them, you might put them in the freezer, but then they eventually they just sit there. Yep. That was always the case for us. Well, anyway, meal delivery companies. I always, you know, try different ones. If you go to jenstevens.com, I have links to the ones that I'm using now. I tried a new one this week, Sherry, this past week. I didn't like it at all. I'm not going to really? say which one it was, but... <laughs> It's one of the ones that's been around a long time, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I was glad when I was finished with those meals. But the ones I really that I like, I really plated. like. I do, too. Plated was great. 
So funny story, Jen and I were in Atlanta. We just did a little girls In 2019, yeah. Yeah, like November of 2019. Yeah. And we're there. We're having a great time. And I kind of think I got the email first, actually. And I was like, oh, no. And I tell Jen and Jen's like, what? What? Because they were sponsoring (laughs) my other podcast, Intermittent Fasting Stories. They were the sponsor that I had every week. Well, not only that, but you ate their meals. I did. I literally ate. I did. I really did. You know, I don't share something unless I really love it. I'm the same way. Yeah. But Jen, Jen was so devastated. Like, what, like, what am I going to eat, number one? The rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And they, they still, you know, the ones I'm using now, I really like, but Plated was my favorite. So moment of silence for Plated. <laughs> All right. Let's hear some kitchen hacks. Oh, oh, I, I want to really backtrack. One of our listeners actually had the same hack. You know, we asked for listeners to tell us their favorite kitchen hacks. And Gail Klinsky actually said, I love the variety that meal delivery companies bring to our dinner table. It's fun to cook new recipes using different herbs and sauces. We don't have to shop. Everything comes fresh and in small packets. My husband and I always cook them and we enjoy that time together. We only do two kits a week, but we love it. That's fun. So I loved, loved hearing that from them. Um, so if you haven't tried them, everybody, you know, you might think you don't love to cook. I thought I didn't like to cook. What I didn't like to do was meal plan and shop. Mm-hmm. But I've discovered I actually do love to cook. Well, and, you know, I think I became a better cook with oh, so the much. kids. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I was like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I would see a recipe. I'd be like, that looks too complicated. But they're really great about breaking the steps down. And the other thing they're good about is like if you follow them in order, that's the problem when my husband would try to come help me, he would like jump ahead steps and then it never worked out well. <laughs> but if you follow them in the order that they write them in, it all works everything out. comes out at the right time and like it works really well. All so that. if you're if you're kind of insecure in the kitchen, it's a really great thing it teaches you. to do because it teaches you how to do things. Like, I'm going to be honest. I never fried a piece of meat until I had meal delivery. I didn't know the first thing about frying meat. I've learned some new techniques like what I can't remember what company does it this way. Maybe it's HelloFresh, but they instead of like, you know, putting breading all around a piece of meat, like let's say a piece of chicken and and battering it or breading it up and then frying it traditionally, they have this technique where you like pile it up on top and bake it in the oven and it gives you a crisp crust that is so good and so much easier. Do you know what else I learned? What? Like meatloaf or meatballs. I've always used breadcrumbs. And if you ever notice, they have, they send you a piece of bread and you put the bread like in a bowl and you put like two tablespoons of water on it and you let it get wet and then you like mush it up with your hands till it's like a paste. And you use that as your binder for meatloaf or meatballs instead of dry breadcrumbs. Blew my mind. Like, <laughs> I've never seen that done before, but it works great. And, and you don't it, have to have breadcrumbs. I You're love just like, it. oh, I just need a piece of bread. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. But as you get more confident, you find yourself going away from what they say to do. Sherry's watched me cook them. And I'm like doing my own thing. I'm like, yeah, so I'm not doing it that way. Jen is a wild woman in the kitchen. That's true. <laughs> you might think you're having one meal and what you get on the table it's could true. be something I'm like, yeah, I'm not totally. doing it that way. <laughs> but it's because I've learned, you know, the different techniques from the right. – over the years. I've cooked a lot of meals since 2016. Well, we have lots of kitchen hacks from our members of our community. Uh, Brenda Newton has a suggestion for preserving herbs – 
She said, when I buy fresh herbs, I usually have some left over. So I grind them up with a little water and freeze them in ice cube trays. Then I have fresh herbs ready to toss into soups and sauces. Or Josie Ann Goldman suggests you get two bunches of parsley and cilantro, wash and spread on a towel to dry, then dry it. Once it's dry, you chop it up and you put it in plastic baggies, remove the air and store it in the freezer. And then you have fresh frozen herbs that you can pull out and use as needed. That's a great tip because, you know, herbs can really, you hate to waste them, but you have to buy them in a certain amount and then you can't use them up. So that's a great tip. All right, Larissa Merritt has a time-saving tip for dinner planning. She says, I spend less than an hour a week planning our dinner menu and ordering groceries. She uses Walmart grocery pickup, but other grocery stores offer that as well. Saves me the stress of figuring out each night what's for dinner and wondering if I have the ingredients I need. You know, a tip about that for me is I'm one of those people that can't be trusted at the grocery store. I wander around and buy a lot of things that weren't on the list that just looks good, and then I spend too much money. So any kind of grocery pickup or grocery delivery or meal kits like I was talking about before really helped me not to waste money. Do you do the same thing ever? You're you're a pretty good shopper, though, aren't you? I am a pretty good shopper because I make I make a list and I pretty much stick to it. See, I'm the worst. I'm like, ooh, look at this cheese. I don't, and I then say, I get Jen home. brings home all the olives and all the cheese. And Chad will say, how much was that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> that makes him crazy. I don't but know how much it doesn't it look costs. delicious? Yeah. <laughs> I just bought it because I wanted it. <sighs> Sigh. Well, Shannon Estes has a tip for making tender chicken. And I have never done this. She said, I recently discovered chicken brine. I could never get baked or grilled chicken to be tender. So I went on a quest and found a recipe that has worked beautifully. You take 32 ounces of warm water, so a quart of warm water. You add about a fourth of a cup of kosher salt, two and a half tablespoons of sugar and a little oil. Pour over your chicken breast and let it sit for two hours and then remove from the brine and grill or bake. And several other members commented after her saying that this is what they do also. And it's amazing. And somebody actually said to use pickle juice. as I a bet brine. that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I bet so, that would be delicious. I have never made a brine, but I'm going to give it a try. I haven't either. Although I know people, well, maybe I have for a turkey maybe once. You know, people always brine their turkey. I think I might have tried that one time, brining yeah. it. And so I'm just too lazy though <laughs> with a turkey because the turkey's big. That's right. a lot of brining. <laughs> but I would do a chicken breast before I would do a turkey again. <laughs> All right. Janet Wagner shares her recipe for broth or bouillon alternative. She says preservatives and, quote, flavor have been a problem for my body for many years. And Janet, same with me, especially with what they put with meats. That just really bothers me. She said, I sucked it up and cooked without it for a lot of years until I figured out how I could make ingredient replacements and cook as close to homemade as I can. I use this in all recipes that call for chicken broth, broth, bouillon, etc. It's so much better than boxed or canned broth. She takes two cups of nutritional yeast, a third of a cup of Redmond Real Salt. By the way, that's the kind of salt I use, too. Me, too. Yeah, it's good salt. A quarter cup of garlic powder, a quarter cup of onion powder, two tablespoons of black pepper. pepper. She says, blend it until it's a fine powder, and then use one tablespoon of powder to one cup of water for a broth substitute. This is really great because my son was allergic to soy and there's a lot of soy products in like bouillons and stuff like that. And 
my husband actually is very sensitive to MSG and that's also in a lot of like bullion cubes. So when I saw her post this, I got really excited and I jotted this down. That's a good one. Joe Beth Risley has a tip for removing onion and garlic smells from your hands. If you rub your hands on stainless steel, like your sink or your faucet, your silverware, it will take the smell out, she said. So I really, again, I want to know why. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I drove my parents crazy as a kid. I was like, why? How come? See, I would have loved to have been your teacher because I love kids that ask why. I love it. I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you go figure out why? And see, you did. My dad would tell me I should. He always said I need to be an investigative reporter. He'd be like, why don't you be an investigative reporter? You always (laughs) want to know the answer to everything. So HuffPost explains that onions and garlic leave sulfur molecules on your skin. Washing your hands with just water heightens the smell because the water causes the sulfur to turn into sulfuric acid. But if you rub stainless steel while running water over your hands, the molecules attach to the stainless steel, removing the smell from your hands. That's a great tip. That's how that works. Yeah. Well, and most of us probably have a stainless steel sink. You could just... Well, and so apparently there's this well, thing a lot called of us. A, uh, a stainless <laughs> stainless steel soap bar. And it's like, looks like a bar of soap, but it's just a piece of stainless steel. Or you could just use like silverware. But yeah, that's like what you said. somebody was yeah. saying. They're like, you don't have to buy something special. You've got just silverware. Rub it on silverware or your sink. And yeah. That's so fabulous. That, I'm going to try that. I know. That one excited me. Now, here's All of the, these are so they exciting. They are. They are so good. Here's one from Amy Saucer. It's her tip for shredding meat. And I have to admit, I have I have struggled with trying to shred meat with the two forks, you know, and trying to shred it, and it's making a huge mess. So she says, put it in a bowl and use your mixer. It shreds in seconds. That's a great tip. Have you ever done it that way? I have done it one time that way. Did it work for you? Yeah, but then I had to clean my mixer. Oh. <laughs> I don't like to wash dishes. I get it. I get it. (laughs) All right. Angie Wells has a shortcut for meatloaf. This looks like a good one. She uses a pound of ground beef, one egg, one cup of water, and a package of stuffing mix, such as stovetop. She says that takes care of your breadcrumbs, your herbs, your seasonings, etc. Smush it all together and bake at 350 for an hour. I love that. That's a great tip. I love the way she says smush it all together. Smush it together. That's the way I cook. Me Just too. smush it all together and throw it in the oven. <laughs> You've seen me cook. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry is way better at cooking meat than me. I have to admit it. If we're going to have steak, Sherry's going to cook it. I'm the meat queen. Veronica Sutton has a soup suggestion. Again, this one blew my mind. She says the secret to delicious homemade soup is Parmesan rinds. My local grocery store has a cheese counter and they sell Parmesan rinds. I freeze them for when I make soup. A nice chunk simmered in the soup gives it a lip-smacking, salty, umami flavor that you cannot get from salt and spices alone. It has been a game-changer in my soup-making repertoire. Remove the rind just before serving. So, of course, I had to look this up. And while I was looking this up, I found this other crazy thing that I'm like, I have to try this. You can make an Italian delicacy called canirdoli. And you use stale bread and you basically take stale bread and milk and cheese and flour and you like let it sit until it gets all mushy. And then you scoop it up into little scoops and you throw it in boiling water. And when it rises to the top, 
it's done. Ooh, it's like and a little they, dumpling? It's like a dumpling. Oh, wow. And they serve it with like this cheese fondue. That sounds amazing. Doesn't that sound amazing? Yes. <laughs> so it's pronounced canerdly. It's like C-A-N-E-D-E-R-L-I. So, I've never heard of that. Look it up. All right. Makes me think of gnocchi, but that's potatoes, of course. But I, I think wonder this if it's is probably similar. much lighter than gnocchi. Oh, I bet it is because the potato. All right. Brooke Cummings suggests buying your flour and sugar for baking from your local bakery. She says it's better quality than what you would buy at the store and like, you know, in the bulk section of your, or buying your regular grocery store. And sometimes you can buy it for cheaper. I would never have thought of that. I never would have either. Barbara, Shane has a tip that makes defrosting meat much quicker. She said, take your ground beef or ground meat and put it in a large Ziploc bag when you bring it home from the grocery store. And then use a rolling pin to flatten it as thin as possible and then freeze it flat. And when you want to use it, you just drop it in a sink filled with hot water. She says it thaws in just a few minutes instead of hours. That's fabulous too. Yeah, a big chunk of something is really hard to thaw. But uh-huh. keeping it flat, that's way better. All right. Suzanne Balls has fresh veggie tips. She says, my favorite kitchen hack is storing celery in aluminum foil. I wash it and trim the ends and take the whole bunch and wrap it in foil. It will keep for a couple of weeks like this. I love fresh veggies and used to struggle with keeping them fresh before I was able to eat them. And so another fresh veggie hack is when you buy cucumbers, wash and dry them, then wrap them in a paper towel, then store them in the refrigerator. They'll stay fresh for a couple of weeks this way. That's a really good one. Also, Patty Chapman has a tip for keeping veggies fresh. Add a paper towel to the clamshell with your spinach or your leafy spring greens. It'll absorb some of that moisture and keep it from getting soggy. Also, if any of the pieces are soggy when you get at home, this is just from me, throw them away. Because they'll spread the sog. If you could get rid of it, it, it keeps them fresh longer. Yep. Marjorie Hewitt shared a cleaning tip. After washing your dishes, especially before company comes over or you leave for vacation, dry your sink, then polish it up with lemon juice with a few drops of oil added. It will shine and smell wonderful. That was the last step we did when cleaning houses for merry maids back in the day. Oh, yeah. Lemon anything is great. And, you know, we didn't put this one in, but several people mentioned just throwing old lemon, like a half of a lemon, down the garbage disposal. Have you ever done that? You know, that that was almost one of my top five hacks. Was it? Was it? But I was like, I feel like everybody knows that. Well, maybe somebody doesn't. A lot of people did mention it. Add ice with it. Oh, that helps even more? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it cleans your garbage disposal, too. Keeps it fresh. Yep. All right. So Angie Gardner has a step-saving tip. Keep a garbage bowl on the counter while cooking. It saves you time walking back and forth to the trash can and helps with cleanup as you go. I do that. I actually use, if I'm using a meal delivery meal, they usually come in these bags and I'll just keep it all. Like I take everything out of the bag, like it might be a little paper bag. And I use that as my trash as I I'm do going. I the exact same Stuff thing. Stuff it right in there while I go. Yeah. Oh, and Dawn Goldsberry adds, line the bowl with a used grocery bag for quick throwaway. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Then you don't have to clean the bowl. Exactly. (laughs) She's thinking smart. Yep, exactly. Lynn Houston has a money and time-saving tip. She said, it never fails that what I want to cook calls for only half an onion. So I dice up the whole onion and freeze what I don't need. Next time, I have a freebie, a diced onion ready to use. That's a great tip. 
Awesome. Yeah, all of those were great tips. They really were. So I got some new ideas, too. And a lot of them involve the freezer. (laughs) But the freezer is a great tool. Don't forget to use it and, you know, date those things that you put in there so you'll know when they went in. Yes. So all of these are like great little tidbits of wisdom that our community members gave us. So like if you want more tips that come like this, like on a daily basis, you need to join our Facebook group. Absolutely. And we actually, every day we have a different theme. Um, Friday is Foodie Friday. And so people share their their best recipes and tips in that thread on Foodie Friday. So join us in Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry on Facebook. Before we get to the listener-led lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about a company that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And that is Sleep Remedy. As we learned in episode one, When you're going to sleep, it should take you around 20 minutes to fall asleep. If it's taking you longer than that, or if you are having trouble with middle of the night awakenings, you might need some extra help. Our friend, Dr. Kirk Parsley, originally developed his sleep remedy product for Navy SEALs, but it is safe and effective for all people. His sleep remedy helps to naturally decrease your stress hormones while boosting relaxation chemistry in your body for a deeply restorative sleep. And we know that's what we need. We need restorative Mm -hmm. sleep. We do. It's so important for our bodies, for our minds, just for mental acuity and and to be sharp. So for a limited time, he's offering 10% off his selection of sleep remedy teas and capsules. To grab your savings today so you can start getting great sleep tomorrow, Go to docparsley.com and be sure to use the code LIFELESSONS at checkout. We also have a link available at lifelessonscommunity.com in the Shop With Us tab and in the show note for today's episode. Awesome. All right. Next, we have a segment that we call our listener-led lesson. It might be a life hack, a book recommendation, a special recipe, a kitchen tip, or anything along those lines. Today's listener-led lesson comes from Crystal Dyer. She says, my life hack for today is the Revlon hairdryer and volumizer hot airbrush. By the way, this is not us giving you an ad. <laughs> this is from <laughs> Crystal. It's a, it's a, you know, we have no connection to Revlon. She says, my hair is curly and many times unruly. This thing makes my hair look just like I walked out of the salon. I resisted buying one for a long time, thinking no way would it work. It works. Treat yourself. That's the Revlon hairdryer and volumizer hot airbrush. So do you know what's funny about this? What? In my Facebook memories today, yeah, one year ago today, I posted about the Revlon hairdryer, volumizer, hot airbrush. That's hilarious. So you and use it? how I do. And it was so <laughs> life-changing. I have really thick kind of unruly hair and it takes like with the conventional hair dryer and brush it takes me over 30 minutes to dry my hair and then you have to straighten it or curl it or whatever and with this in in my post I said in 12 minutes I have perfectly styled hair and so the funny thing was is in another Facebook group I shared it the same day I shared it on my personal page and all these ladies are like what I've been using that for a year where have you been and I'm like why didn't anybody tell me about this So that's we're great. telling all of you about this. See, I take got it from really Crystal. Take it from me. Thin hair. Well, not thin, but straight. It takes me five minutes to blow dry my hair. Well, I should keep my voluminous mouth shut. Hair. Okay, I should try Maybe. it. Well, thank you for that tip. So today's motivational quote comes from one of our listeners, Linda Varela from Oklahoma. Linda wrote, 
Everything we do has an impact on who we are. We are constantly striving to evolve or change. When I lost my husband, I had tons of advice on how I should live my life and lots of suggestions on my future love life and how I should behave in order to show that I really loved my husband. Mostly from well-meaning married folk who told me what they would do if they were me. Yeah, I had those opinions when I was happily married too. Guess what? They didn't stay the same when my other half was gone. Losing him changed me. My identity was gone. I was not the same person anymore, and I wasn't even sure who I was. Alice in Wonderland has always been a favorite of mine, but the quote, it's no use going back to yesterday because I was a different person then, hit me one day while I was listening to the movie and cleaning house. Everything changes us. Sometimes the changes are so small, we don't realize them. And sometimes the change is so profound, you know everyone else will see it too. Me being open-minded to a new relationship wasn't a reflection on my love for my late husband. It wasn't a dishonor to his memory. Losing him changed me greatly. I was no longer the person I'd been with him. I didn't know who I was yet, but that was okay because tomorrow I was going to be someone else anyway, as long as I learned from the experiences I have been given. It lifted the guilt I had put on myself, and then I started to see ways to apply the quote to the rest of my life. Did my depression and anxiety keep me from getting out of bed today? That's okay, because tomorrow I can be someone new that can't wait to get out there and grab an opportunity, no matter how big or small, and let it change me, hopefully for the better. And if anyone tells me that's not how it works, there is another Alice quote that I can use for them. Off with their heads. Oh, I love that. What a great thing to share. Thank you, Linda. That was beautiful. Yes. And, you know, people like to give advice, but until you're living it yourself, you know, you just, and everyone's going to respond differently. There's no wrong way. That's what's important. And you might think you know what you're going to do. Then it hits you and it's not what you thought. Right. Yeah. Until you walk in that person's shoes, you just don't know mm-hmm. what they're feeling or experiencing or, or living with. And you can't predict how you're going to feel. You might think, you, gosh, I know how I would feel, but then it happens and you really don't. Right. Yeah. Well, that was beautiful. And thank you, Linda, for sharing that with us. Well, this has been a really fun episode. I hope that people got some new tips to try. And if you if you have some of your own, share them in our Facebook group. So thank you for joining us today. Join the Facebook community. It's called Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast through wherever you listen to podcasts. And we would also love for you to leave a review so that we can reach others. The more reviews, the more people can find it. Do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener-led lesson, or a motivational quote that means something to you? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com and listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. Do you have anything else you'd like to add today, Sherry? I don't. Is it summer yet? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone will be listening to this, and it will be summer when they're listening, because, you know, the way podcasts are, you know. Well, Australia. Oh, that's right. They're having summer right now. Maybe that's what we should do. I think we need to live we should in live the northern the year. hemisphere. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sherry and I both like warm weather. New life goals. Jen. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, thanks everyone. And until next week, thanks for listening. Bye.